guys. Welcome back to Living Your Best Life. It's me, Coach Adam here. For those of you that are returning, thanks for coming back. For those that are new, welcome. Um, The point of this podcast is, as it says, to help you live your best life. I have been in the health and wellness space for about eight to nine years now. Um, Started as a personal trainer, went into nutrition coaching, sports performance. And over that time, I've come to really believe and uh, try to incorporate with myself and all my clients um, the idea that if you really want to live your best life and be healthy, then you have to have good nutrition. You have to have good daily habits. You have to have um, good positive self-talk, good motivation, and you have to keep your mental health um, as healthy as you can. And you also need to incorporate daily exercise, whether that's walking, hiking, running, swimming, yoga, biking, Uh, working out in the gym, whatever it is that helps you get out of your seat and moving and burning a few extra calories, that's going to help you in the long run. You may not see immediate results, but that's what's going to help. So um, welcome. I hope you stay. I hope you learned something. And again, for those that are coming back, thanks again. I really appreciate it. I hope that uh, I can continue to provide value to you. And if you need help with anything that you're are just confused on, send me a message and maybe I'll make an episode out of it. All right. So let's just get right into it. Um, what is obesity? I know a lot of you probably do know what it is, but let's just define it. It's a condition in which a person has a harmful amount of body fat or just an unhealthy distribution of it. And what that can do is it's going to raise the risk for several serious health complications. Um, you're going to have extra strain on your bones and organs with that body fat. And it's also going to cause uh, um, some complex changes in your hormones, your metabolism. It's going to increase inflammation in your body. And the, the, the reason you get inflammation in your body is because your body's response to bad things is inflammation. Um, and when we're continuously sick, we're continuously inflamed. And that also can cause um, chronic diseases that we suffer from a lot. A lot of people suffer from it now. So um That was it on that. I think I lost myself. Anyways, uh, now listen, having risk a, a risk factor like obesity doesn't necessarily mean that you'll come to develop these health problems. You're at, certainly at a higher risk, um, but there are ways to reverse it and bring you back into a healthier state so that you don't have those risks. Uh, there's a quote I hear all the time that, um, you know, genetics and, and things like that play a part and that that's true. Um, and, and the quote says that, you know, genetics are the loaded gun, right? There's a gun loaded that's ready to fire. The diseases are ready to fire in your body. Um, but the only way to fire it is by choosing lifestyle um, or making lifestyle decisions that that cause that trigger to be pulled, right? So if you're, you're at high risk for diabetes or, or obesity, I guess, um, then the best way to avoid pulling the trigger is to avoid uh, excess sugar, right? Um, or or processed foods or things like that. So keep that in mind um, because there's always ways to bring you back to a healthier condition. Um, so let's go over the risk factors for obesity just so you guys get an idea of what we're dealing with or what you could be dealing with. Um, the first one is type 2 diabetes. Like I just mentioned, that occurs when your blood sugar is higher than normal. 
Um, over time, that can lead to other health issues like heart disease, nerve damage, stone or uh, a stroke, I'm sorry, stroke or kidney disease, and also vision problems. We've seen um, many people that suffer from from blindness due to diabetes. Um, so let's uh, keep the sugar out of our body, the excess sugar, um, and uh, not put ourselves at such high risk for stuff like that. Um, because if you are obese, losing five to 7% of your body weight, and then just getting regular, moderate exercise, walking 20 to 30 minutes a day, um, even if that's too much, just walk around your block, you're probably walking more by doing that than you do on a normal daily basis. Um, that can help prevent or actually delay the onset of type two diabetes. So the power is in our hands to prevent certain risk factors. So keep that in mind. And um, just know that it's it's as simple as eating better, healthier, nutrient dense foods and making time to move in your everyday life. Uh, the second thing we can deal with is heart disease, right? That's one of the risk factors from type two diabetes. So if you have type two diabetes, and you're at risk for heart disease, uh, this happens when fatty deposits accumulate in the arteries that supply heart to the blood, supply heart to the blood that supply the heart with blood. Um, and so it narrows those passageways. So it makes it a lot tougher for your heart to get uh, a good amount of blood flow. Um, you also and that what that causes is a higher, higher than normal blood pressure because it's straining to push that blood through. Um, you'll have higher LDL cholesterol, which is your bad cholesterol, the, the cholesterol we don't want. There is another one, uh, LDL and HDL, that's good cholesterol. Uh, triglycerides and blood sugar. Triglycerides are, are basically fatty, uh, the, the fatty deposits in your blood. Um, and all those contribute to, to heart disease, right? We're putting bad stuff in our bloodstream, that blood goes through our heart. So we're putting ourselves at a higher risk of heart disease. The other one you can suffer from is stroke. Um, same risk factors as heart disease, and that, that occurs when, when blood is restricted to the brain. And what that, hap what that does is then the brain doesn't receive enough oxygen. Um, so blood carries oxygen. If not enough blood's going to the brain, we're not getting enough oxygen in our brain. And when that happens, that causes damage to our brain tissue, which is going to result in a range of disabilities, speech impediments, um, weakened muscles, changes to your uh, thinking and reasoning, reasoning skills, your cognitive skills, things like that. And obesity can increase the risk of stroke by 64%. So that's a high number. <laughs> um, to have to be able to prevent stroke, a stroke, right? That's, that's a pretty high number. So um, if you know anyone in your family, or, or you have friends around that you're concerned about, uh, just kind of kindly, nicely bring these things up to them. Um, you know, you love them, you care, and you want to help. The fourth thing that you'll, you'll, uh, you'll see we can suffer from is sleep apnea. Uh, I know several people in my close circle that actually suffer from sleep apnea. Uh, my mom does, she has to wear a breathing machine. Um, and I know a few other people that have had issues with that. And so um, that's scary. Sleep apnea is a disorder which someone can momentarily stop breathing during sleep. And I'm getting a little emotional um, just because these things are scary. Um, people have fallen asleep but not woken up. So you know, that's, that's a really 
scary thing, um, but <clears throat> preventable, you guys, right? So um, the reason that happens is obese people tend to have more fat stored around their neck, which restricts their airways. It makes the airways shrink. Um, and that can cause snoring and difficulty breathing at night. So if you have anyone in your life that when they're sleeping on their back and you hear them kind of gasping for air, or it's just an uneven breathing pattern, like that, that those are causes for concern and, and time to either go see a doctor and, and make sure that that's the diagnosis. So you can take the proper measures before, um, you take the measures to also drop your weight and eat better. Um, some things need to happen more immediate, right? So medical uh seeking medical attention is probably the best thing to do at that point and then making lifestyle changes is what's going to help <clears throat> in the long run so losing weight around uh the neck is just going to help decrease that that constriction of of that airflow <clears throat> number five right here you guys high blood pressure excuse me sorry <clears throat> high blood pressure uh, extra fat tissues on the body require more oxygen and nutrients. So when you have more fat on your body, it, it it's asking for more oxygen. It's asking for more nutrients from, from your blood. That's where it gets the nutrients. So these blood vessels, they now need to circulate more and more blood to the extra fat tissue constantly over and over and over again. This means the heart is working much harder to pump blood around the body. Um, this, the increase in the amount of blood circulating puts extra pressure on the walls of your arteries as well. So the arteries do need to relax. They can't. It's like leaving, a, you know, the hose on all, all day or all night. Eventually, the, the pressure is going to build and, and start tearing through. Um, it's going to cause high blood pressure or hypertension over time. This can damage your heart and arteries. All right. So high blood pressure is the, I would say, the last risk factor here that has to do with your heart um so keep the weight off keep the body fat off right we don't want to stay above a certain number and i'll tell you towards the end what's a reasonable amount um to be around so that you can kind of monitor that the sixth one here guys liver disease uh people with obesity can develop a liver disease known as fatty liver disease um that that also happens a lot from drinking too much alcohol um so it's not, it's not exclusive to obesity, but alcohol consumption does lead to obesity as well. So it goes hand in hand. Um, and that happens when excess fat builds up in the liver and causes the liver to, 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 to um, not function properly. It can damage the liver, cause scar tissue around the liver, uh, which is known as cirrhosis. You've probably heard about cirrhosis in the lungs or the esophagus, things like that. And that's what happens. It just kind of starts to eat away um, at the liver. It usually has no symptoms, so you can't really tell what's what's going to happen but it can lead to liver failure um so losing weight and drinking less alcohol eating fresh nutrients dense foods that's going to help reverse the obesity which is going to help um reverse the liver disease so it it's not a a death sentence when you get liver disease you can help yourself but let's not get there um seventh one here guys we got three more four more Gallbladder disease. All right. This is responsible. The gallbladder is responsible for storing a substance known as bile, and that passes it to the small intestine during digestion. Um, that helps you digest fat. So it breaks down fatty, fatty food for you. What obesity does, it can increase your risk of developing gallstones in your gallbladder. And that occurs when bile hardens up in the gallbladder. Um, so 
those can be very painful. They could require surgery sometimes. Um, it's no fun. All right. Number eight, there are certain cancers that you can um, develop. Obesity can increase your risk for breast cancer, colon cancer, gallbladder cancer, um, as well as pancreatic and kidney cancer. Um, so too many cancers there that we can prevent just by keeping that excess body fat away from us. If you are a woman and are seeking to get pregnant or are pregnant, um, please keep in mind that obesity can cause pregnancy complications. They're more likely to develop insulin resistance, uh, have high blood sugar and high blood pressure. So what this can do is increase the risk of many complications during your pregnancy and also during delivery. Um, gestational diabetes, which is basically elevated levels of glucose, which will also have elevated levels in the child. Uh, preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure. Again, both mom and child will have issues with high blood pressure. You don't want a newborn having high blood pressure issues. Um, and then during delivery, you may not be able to have a natural birth and will require a C-section. Um, blood clots can happen. You may have heavier bleeding than normal after delivery because your body isn't able to repair itself as fast. Uh, you may have the risk of premature birth or miscarriage as well. So if you are considering growing your family and having children, make sure that you have adequate low levels of body fat. Um, so for a woman between, I'd say like 22 to like 28 is a healthy range of body fat, just obviously depending on um, the distribution of it. So if you need to find out your body fat, you can ask your doctor. <clears throat> you can also buy um, one of those Amazon scales for like 20 bucks or 30 bucks or something. It's not obviously medically accurate, but it's a number that you can kind of play with. Um, so check that out. That way you can kind of keep track of your body fat percentage and not worry about so much about your overall weight, but more your body fat. Um, Cause that's, what's most important our body fat distribution, how much of it we have. And yeah, that's it. All right. Last one here, guys, depression. Um, I think this one's pretty common. Uh, many people affected by obesity do experience depression, and that has a lot to do with uh, anyone who's obese experiencing discrimination based on their size, based on their body size, being made fun of. Um, you know, they they you feel sad. You feel like you're not worth anything because you know no one likes you, or people may talk down to you or make fun of you. Um, and especially, you know, like if you're a teenager, if you're uh, in junior high, high school, you know, it's obesity among children is really high <laughs> these days. So I can imagine the, the jokes and the bullying that happens in schools or, or wherever. Um, so that can be pretty challenging for a child to get through and they don't know what to do or, you know, so if you are experiencing depression, um, because of your body size, then there's good news. You already know there's something you can do about it, right? So healthy eating, um, daily movement, just, it's not only going to help you lose weight, but you're going to feel more confident in your own skin. When you're able to accomplish things that you thought you couldn't because of your size, you're going to feel even better to continue and do something beyond that. 
and to continue that. And once you develop those habits and build those daily habits, it's going to be sustained for the long term. You're not going to revert back to your old ways because you're going to love yourself more. You're going to feel like you have more worth and you're not going to want to let yourself down again. So in order to avoid these risk factors, in order to mitigate the the possibility of it happening to you, one, don't let your body fat get out of control. So how do we control that? Eat healthy, nutrient-dense meals. So fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, um, fresh, uh, that's about it, fresh fruit, vegetables, fresh greens. Um, and you want to prioritize protein and get good protein, you know, fish, chicken, beef, whatever protein you like to eat, just make sure it's quality protein and it's a good amount of protein. You want to shoot for at least 35 to 45 grams of protein per meal. All right. So if you're eating three meals a day, it's 120 to it's a hundred and yeah, 120 to 130 grams of protein a day, um, which even in my opinion is still kind of low shoot for at least 150 grams of protein a day. I would say that's an ideal range. Um, I know the RDA says a different number, but you got to remember the recommended daily allowance is a minimum number um, in order to just survive. <laughs> we don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. Um, drink plenty of water and incorporate 30 minutes of movement at least four to five days per week. And that can be, as I mentioned before, anything from hiking, jogging, walking, uh, swimming, badminton, hacky sack, what's that, pickleball, go ahead, play some pickleball, um, but do something fun, right, do something fun, if you have a partner, if you have roommates, if you live with your uh, other family, if you have kids, whatever, if, if you have live with people around you that can also benefit from this, then take them out with you, take them out for a walk, um, and then just surround yourself, surround yourself with people who are going to support your health journey here. So if you have people in your in your family that they're not going to want to give up their sweets or give up the the bad food, then you know that's going to be tough. But you have to be able to surround yourself with other people that are also either on that same journey or are going to give you the support that you need. Um, so. Yeah, that's about it. Um, as you can tell, <laughs> if you've been listening the whole time, as you can tell, I get I, I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I'm very passionate about what I know and the knowledge that I can share with whoever needs it. Um, so if I get emotional during these episodes, forgive me. Um, I promise it doesn't last long, but um, I, I want you all to be healthy. I want you all to be happy. Um, and I know that it's it's not as hard as it's been made out to. It's it's not as hard as it's been made out to be. Um, we can make simple, smart choices in our life that are going to make tremendous differences in the long run. Um, <clears throat> so that's all I got for you, you guys. Um, whew, that was a good one, but I appreciate you. Um, thanks for joining again. If you have any questions, please send me a message. If you don't have my Instagram, it's at coach Adamir. Um, so just send me a, a DM or email me coach Adamir 21 at gmail.com. 
Um, that's all I got. Yeah. So have a great week. Um, I'll talk to you soon. But just remember, you guys, love yourself and go be the best version of yourself. Bye.